Hey, I'm Sarah and welcome to Diary of a Dance Teacher. Just a little bit about the podcast. I started the podcast at the beginning of the pandemic to help my students to stay connected. So the podcast has now grown and I hope it is reaching people of all ages and all interests. As hopefully this is not only helping my students, but teachers and performers, mums, dads, grannies and whoever else is listening. I discuss topics such as meditation and its benefits, how to stay calm and deal with uncertainty. We talk about our well-being and how to look after our minds, bodies and focusing on our own self, over comparing ourselves to other people. The podcast has moved forward in series three to really create awareness for all topics that we should all learn about. A couple of topics that we discuss are veganism, nutrition, self-care, periods, sexuality and much, much more. So I hope you enjoy. Thanks for listening and please subscribe. Hi and welcome back to Diary of a Dance Teacher. I'm your host Sarah Royal and I would just like to wish everyone a very happy belated International Women's Day and as most of my students know I am lucky enough to share my birthday with this fantastic day. So how empowering is that? It's bringing us together to always become truer to ourselves. International Women's Day, obviously not my birthday. (laughs) Um, We want to become stronger. We want to strive towards equality as young women. And it really is the perfect podcast for International Women's Day. So hopefully you'll feel really, really strong after listening, you'll channel your inner goddess as we talk about our menstrual cycles. So onto the episode today. I think it's one of the most important podcasts that I've recorded throughout all of the three seasons. In true international women's style, this is all about our flow, being a woman and taking control of our female power, our cycle and our periods. Periods just aren't spoken enough in the education system. We don't speak about them over the dinner table. We need to start talking about periods and why don't we talk about it with our female friends? We really should. We should never be ashamed. We should never be ashamed of having a sanitary product in our pocket that drops out and falls on the floor and you feel like almost ashamed to pick it up. We should never feel ashamed. We need to stop this now. Being a woman We need to take control of our female power. Why don't we celebrate what our bodies can do and stop complaining about the pain and almost the shame that we feel when we're on our periods? So this is something that we discuss. And I also try to, as much as possible, openly discuss this with the students as we do shows, competitions, Obviously, a lot of the girls are going to have their periods, come on their periods, start the periods at a show, competition. And I think it really should be spoken about more. We also discuss how your body can't physically perform to the same standard when you're going through certain phases in your cycle. I personally have learned so much from Vianney Lee, who I speak to on the podcast today. It's my own personal journey. I've had very very sporadic periods, lack of periods, I've had painful periods and the doctors have just put it down to hormones and obviously as a woman that's really frustrating 
and you almost feel like a part of you is missing. And I have had conversations with a couple of the older students about this and about periods and why they're having such sporadic periods as well and why they're having such painful periods. So this is something that we discuss in the episode. We also talk about taking control of your periods and living through our cycle so we can enhance our lives and the people around us who we live with who we surround ourselves with also know what we're going through so men for example they never will understand how it actually physically feels but they can understand if we explain it more to them and we don't change the subject at the dinner table you are a woman or you are becoming a woman you are strong, you can do anything, and periods should never be a hindrance. Our bodies are sacred, beautiful, and having a period is a sign of a healthy, happy body and mind. So I'm going to stop waffling now, as I always do. So enjoy the podcast today. If there's any questions, please send them over to Vianney Lee. I've put all of her information on the show notes. And I hope you're having a wonderful week back at school, guys. It's not long now until we're back in the studio, 12th of April. So it's just the last hurdle now on Zoom. All the competition winners, runners-up, placed third, fourth, and I think there's possibly a fifth. We'll be announcing those this week. The Healthy Dancer Booklet is also going to be ready I can't help but add to it every single day. There's always something that I want to add to it. So I'm just going to have to get it out there. Really hope you enjoy that as well. That'll be available to purchase. I'll send it over in this week's newsletter. Have a fantastic Tuesday and enjoy the episode. Hi, Vianney Lee. How are you today? I'm so good. Thanks for having me, Sarah. (laughs) And I love how you've pronounced my name correctly as well. I'm a, I'm a fan, that's why. I'm a cycle fan. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It means a lot. <laughs> so would you like to tell all the listeners today just what you're about, basically? What I'm about? Oh, my God. Where do I start? Um, so, yeah, I'm Vianney Lee. I'm the founder of Status Flow Collective, which is, I like to call it an empowerment and education platform that allows you to align with your menstrual cycle, start seeing it as a source of power and liberation instead of a disruption and get you to start becoming empowered by the cyclical being that you are. Um, And I kind of got like a, a play on words when it comes to the name of the business, Status Flow, because what I was seeing was that there was so much kind of disharmony with how people were talking about menstruation and periods and um, menstrual health and wellness and what I noticed was that it was very um, patriarchal and um, it was formed from a systemic type of structure right the status quo Mm -hmm. so I was like nope we are going to pop a little spin on this and change it to status flow so we can really start dismantling those systems that we have in place that are leaving people with people who menstruate um, and people who identify as women feeling oppressed mm-hmm. and um, powerless within their bodies right um, so that is what my company does and do you want to know a little bit about how I got here yeah definitely 
um so I used to suffer really badly with PMS which I thought at the time was just PMS um and it was an ongoing situation like if I look back at it um for the past you know seven four to seven years I was dealing with disruptive periods extremely painful periods um my mood was a huge, huge issue. Um, I would slip into bouts of depression and anxiety to the point where I couldn't even leave the house. And prior to being in this field that I am now in menstrual cycle alignment and you know energetics and spirituality work, um, I actually worked in the makeup industry, right? So I worked in the makeup and the beauty and cosmetic industry for 14 years. So my job re heavily relied on me being like forward facing or like customer facing and being with people. Um, so there were the times when I was having difficulty with my anxiety and not wanting to leave the house, that was costing me. That was costing me um, my peace. That was costing me my productivity in a way that felt good and sustainable for me. And that was costing me profit within my business, right? Um, so I didn't realize that I had this issue between my mental health and my menstrual health right I didn't know that there was a connection between the two which so many people don't because we have been misinformed we've been miseducated we haven't been given the right tools um, and the right knowledge for us to be able to be at home in our bodies so whilst this was going on you know me having ups and downs and highs and lows and isolating myself and you know ruining relationships and friend like losing friendships and all of this stuff mm -hmm. um I was when it was start started to get really bad I was in the year that I was due to get married so um my husband and I we got married in um, September 2018 and two months after that I had a hormonal breakdown and it was building slowly but I wasn't listening to my body there were signs there were messages when I look back now I was oh that's what that meant oh that's when I should have listened to that that's when I should have slowed down but I didn't and um you know this hormonal breakdown which I now call like my breakdown to my breakthrough really gave me an opportunity to look at what I was doing to my body and that was just ignoring it thinking that it was something separate from myself right so a couple of um after I had this breakdown I made a connection between my mum's period history and my own so I had a conversation with my mum and she was like yeah my periods were severe but you know at the time you know she's 67 like those conversations weren't to be had they weren't discussed around the dinner table no one was like <laughs> about periods right you bring up periods over our mashed potatoes exactly well in this household it was caribbean household so it was like rice and peas and jerk chicken right so they weren't talking about <laughs> periods and it's only because my mum used the word severe i think if i hadn't picked up on that word severe i would have just kind of brushed it off but i i went digging and i started looking into severe pms thinking is this a thing right mm. and i found PMDD, which is a hormone-based mood disorder, um, which stands for premenstrual dysphoric disorder. Now, when I was reading about this online, I was like, it was the first time I actually felt seen because everything that was being described, the symptoms, the mood changes, the suicide ideation, all of these things that were coming up that were linked to my menstrual cycle, I suddenly was like, 
this is what it is. Mm. So fast forward a couple of months, I was diagnosed with PMDD, right? And the reason how I got a diagnosis is because I connected with the PMDD community and what the, the, the specialist and the, um, you know, the support team, the peer support were telling me was to start tracking my cycle and to take those documents to my GP. Now I did that and I actually brought my husband with me because I was worried that they would just ignore me and just think that I'm just hormonal, ignore it, whatever. Um, but I brought, I brought him along with me and my doctor, I remember at the time I handed her all of the stuff and she was like, um okay bear me one second and started googling pmdd so she didn't even know what it was but immediately she was like i'm going to refer you to a, a menstrual disorder specialist and it was when i went to that specialist that they said that i had pmdd now i was so relieved that it was something that i could actually identify and just not think that i was going crazy in my head and it was you know all of these things that i thought was wrong with me i was like there's an actual condition here but when she said to me your options are either going to be to just manage your symptoms or to just go on antidepressants or to, you know, down the line, you could have, she was like, you could have a hysterectomy, which is having your uterus removed. So you no longer have a menstrual cycle. I was like, oh, hell no. I'm not saying, oh, hell no, because any of those things are, I'm going to put in the quotation marks, bad or negative. It just wasn't my truth. It just wasn't, my body reacted in a way that I was like, that's not for me. And I think it's because I'd witnessed my mum heal from breast cancer when I was 11 years old. She went through everything. She had his, um, not hysterectomy, she had a mastectomy, when it was all of this medication, but she changed her life in a way that served her. And I think that is what really, kind of woke me up to be like I can put my health back in my in my control now and this is a message to everyone that's listening just because a medical professional has told you this is what your situation is these are your options seek for more look for more because there always will be so um yeah so five months after being diagnosed my symptoms started to disappear and I was kind of onto something. I was like, you know, the when you're ready for a message, when you're ready for your mission, trust me, you will hear what you need to hear. So I just was like, I'm going to share this story. I'm going to share my journey of like overcoming my symptoms and dealing with my menstrual health in a way that is supportive and empowering. I'm going to share this with everyone. I didn't know who wanted to listen. <laughs> I didn't know that people would be interested in hearing about periods. Well, I was... <laughs> I, <was> nervous. <laughs> I was nervous and hesitant and thought people would think I was crazy but I was like I have to do this and I went off shared my story I was then trained in hypnotherapy because that was a huge catalyst to me overcoming my symptoms um and then I've just been on this journey I've been on this amazing journey and I've been able to work with some incredible people incredible women help them transform their lives and help them to see that they can use their menstrual cycle as a tool to shape their life, navigate their life, improve their life in so many other ways. So that's a little bit about how I got to where I am now. Brilliant. Well, I found you um, in the last, well, the first lockdown. And just for everyone else that's listening as well, because I feel like podcasts and like you said, when you went on to, um, was it Instagram that you found? The, is it PMDD? Like, support group yeah 
So I feel like when you feel like you're alone and you've got these problems with your body, like I am the grand age of 33 on Monday. Oh, oh happy birthday for Monday. Thank you. Yeah. So I didn't have periods properly for three years. And again, I went to the doctors, I went to the hospital, I went to the gynae and it was just the same answers. Um, it's your hormones. Uh, are you underweight? That was another one. No. Mm. Uh, oh, you're vegan. It must be that. I'm like, no, there's nothing wrong with me. And then I found you on Instagram and about cycle tracking and about hormones and about the five myths, which I'd love you to discuss as well. And it was like something clicked. And because of the pandemic, that's another thing that I'm really grateful for. Just educating myself on Instagram and finding inspirational, amazing women like you. And hopefully everyone that's listening right now will go, oh, maybe there's nothing wrong with me. I've just got a hormonal imbalance or there, there is people out there that can help. And without finding you I found my periods again and every month now I mean I do still suffer with um mood swings and I get quite um teary now yeah but I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible and you're helping so many women and hopefully some of the kids that don't talk to their parents or like I said at the dinner table over your roast dinner or whatever you're eating yeah you know you can have these conversations with your mum, like both of us have said, we couldn't really discuss that because it was sort of a taboo subject, wasn't it, when we were younger? It just yeah. was spoken. I think it still is with men. Like my dad and brother were like, oh, I can't talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so Very interesting. You, yeah. So would you like to talk about the, the five myths that I think a lot of people will be completely shocked about? I love how you're like, can you talk about the five myths? And I'm like, did I make up these five myths? Like, have you gone back into like old content that I've created? Because I'm like, what five myths? Uh, there's so many myths, right? So I'm just going to kind of like just share what comes up. Um, they may not be the exact ones that I've shared either on my podcast or wherever. But the first myth that I think that is really important to address is that your period is not your menstrual cycle right so you know we're having this conversation now people are listening in and they're like oh how can you know my period be a source of power I'm just bleeding right I'm tired and it's like no your period is not your cycle your cycle is your entire hormonal experience right and that starts from the day that you start bleeding and for the three to seven days that you bleed whenever however long that is for you and then after you finish bleeding you go into this next phase called your follicular phase I've got a a cuter name for it if we're going to talk about the seasons in a bit (laughs) um so there's that you know element of your cycle then you move into another area of your cycle which is your ovulation phase and then you move in to your um, luteal phase and the reason why I made that noise is because people will identify with that phase as the time where they can experience PMS right so that is your menstrual cycle is an entire experience so have a long however long your menstrual cycle is for 
um, whether it's 28, a 28 day cycle, whether it's a 35 day cycle, um, that is your menstrual cycle experience. Now what's happening within those different phases of your menstrual cycle, I'm gonna talk about another myth and we're gonna go back to that PMS popping up in your luteal phase. And that is that PMS, and this is a myth, everyone thinks that this is so true, that PMS is normal. And it's like, no, PMS isn't normal. PMS is an indication that something needs your attention right? That there's an area of your body or there's a biological system that's out of whack because your menstrual cycle affects five of your biological systems. And that is your, your gut, your um, stress response, your metabolism, your um, brain function, your immune system, right? So your menstrual cycle affects all of these biological systems. So what PMS is showing you that something is out of whack, something needs attention. And usually it's because you have a, a dominance of estrogen, right? And that is a, a sex hormone that we can talk about in a minute. A lot of people have probably heard of estrogen and I just wanna big up estrogen right now because it's a great hormone. It allows you to feel confident. It allows you to feel good. It gives you that spring in your step. It actually creates your like curves and your like, gives you fuller lips and all of these things, helps your face look more symmetrical during certain parts of your cycle. However, if you have too much of estrogen, then it can create mood swings, bloating, headaches, migraines, muscle tension, all of these things, right? So 80% of people experience PMS, right? Which is huge, mm. right? And 80% of those people are most likely thinking that it's normal, it's not and it's avoidable and it doesn't have to be necessary. So that's another myth. What other myth can I talk about? Um, do you want to remind me of a myth that I've shared before? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was about being on the pill and oh, yeah. the bleeding, um, well, the bleed, I'm just doing air quotes. Yeah. But it's not period when you're on the pill. And I think that's definitely being a contributing factor to why my periods are so messed up because I was on the pill from 15 till I was 24 yeah and at the time you just do it because you're like oh um my friend's doing it and I've got heavy periods so I'll do it and then your mum's like exactly. yeah okay because there's, there's no education out there I wasn't told anything absolutely that's such a good point um and I actually talk about this in my ebook it's like a friend of mine who's now a fertility coach, you know, we have this conversation all the time. It's like, why is it that we get to a certain age and then we're all of a sudden we're like, I'm going to go on the pill. Or you think it's like a rite of passage and you go to um, your gynecologist or, you know, I don't even know the name of the departments anymore within the hospitals, but you go to that area, family planning, and there's no... There's no like, this is what can happen to you. They give you the pamphlet to read. But if you really sat down and looked at that information of what those possible side effects would be, you'd probably change your mind. And if more people were speaking about this, then you would realize that you're actually taking away so much of your potential and your power by being on the pill. Now I'm not anti-pill at all. I'm just pro-choice. Make a decision that works for you and don't just, you know, be a sheep, don't just go with the crowd because that's what everyone else is doing. You have to decide what's right for you. So with the pill or any type of hormonal contraception, and I must say as well, I've been on all of them. 
I have been on every single type of contraception. I have had the implant, I've had the combined pill, I've had the mini pill, I've had the I've had the hormonal coil, I've had the non-hormonal coil, I've been on everything, right? And this is what I'm saying. I can speak from experience because I have experience. That's so much for your body to go through as a young woman. Exactly. A lot of like trauma. Exactly, exactly what it is. So going on the pill, um, I think this is what you were saying is like, going on the pill will not regulate, and I'm putting this in quotation marks, regulate your period. Because when you go on hormonal contraception, when I say the pill, I'm talking about all hormonal contraception, okay? Or birth control. Um, What you're doing is you're preventing your brain and your ovaries from having a conversation. And that conversation is critical to ensure that you are not only ovulating, because ovulation is a big event for a reason, it provides you with, um, it distributes a certain amount of hormones that your body needs, whether or not you're trying to conceive or not, but also that conversation that you need to have is preventing you from being able to access certain gifts that you can find when you're not on hormonal contraception. Does that make sense? So um, when you're on hormonal contraception as well, when I'm talking about these different phases that you go through, which I'm sure we'll touch on, you aren't experiencing any of those phases because it's like the light is off for your brain and your ovaries to be communicating, right? Um, And that also means that you're unable to yeah, you're unable to find the power within your periods, right? And I get it. You, If you need to go on hormonal contraception because of X, Y, Z, and your doctor has said that's you and you've made a decision, an affirmative decision within yourself that this is the right thing for you to do, cool, do it. But when it gets to 10, 15 years and you've been on this hormonal contraception and you've just been popping it every day, like you're taking your vitamins without paying attention to why you're actually taking it, that might be something for you to think about. Yeah. There's such young, like, I don't know how old you were when you went on the pill. Were you similar age, 15? Yeah, I was probably about 15 or 16. Yeah. It's scary, isn't it? And I understand that kids, you know, have sex and (laughs) less teenage pregnancies. And there's obviously ways and means of not getting pregnant. But personally, I wish that I would have known this at 15, that it would cause detrimental harm to my body as a woman. Yeah, absolutely. We all do. I have arguments with not myself, but like whoever that figure would have been as I was growing up, you know, teachers, education authorities, you know, family members. Why wasn't we given this information? And it goes back to, there was a point that I was going to say it's slightly gone out of my head, but I'm hoping it will come. Oh, that's it. When you're on hormonal contraception and you are bleeding, right? I think this is what you were going to say at the beginning. That isn't a period, right? That's a withdrawal bleed from the drug that you're on, right? Which is the hormonal contraception. So you're actually not bleeding. So yeah, there's so many other more myths. I feel like I've got a thousand ideas running through my mind right now of what I could say, but I'm gonna let you take back over, lead the conversation. Okay, so can you tell us the importance of tracking your cycle, please? Yes, oh my God. Okay, let's just play a game, right? Um, 
let's just say right now, if I was to ask you, Sarah, you would say, I would ask you what day of your cycle you're on. Do you know? I'm going to go with I'm due on on my birthday. So I don't know. <laughs> let's just say, for example, you have a 28 day cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And you're due on, on Monday. So oh, what day is it today? Also, oh, so it's six days away. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, why am I doing maths right now? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> let's just say you're on day 22 right now, right? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about day 22. Let's just hypothetically. So knowing that when you're on day 22 of your cycle, this is my experience, okay? Day 22 of my cycle is actually the day that I'm on right now. Really? Right? I'm on day 22. I'm on day 22. Now. I don't know whether you're exactly on day 22. I know that I'm on day 22, right? So let me just tell you how I've planned my day, knowing that it's day 22. So I have given myself the entire morning to make sure that I can get back into my body. I need to be grounding myself because I'm my period's about to come in six days. I just realized we're actually, yeah, we're actually on the same. I'm due on on Monday as well. Okay. Um, So yeah, so grounding down in my body because what can happen when you're in this late part of your cycle is when PMS anxiety can crop up, right? When you can start overthinking and be way too much in your head and all that is is a signal to go back and to feel. This is amazing for the, the people that are listening to this podcast right now because it's all about the body. It's all about embodiment with dance, isn't it? It's all about feeling, right? So how incredible would it be if you could feel grounded, secure, centered, ignited, motivated, and focused throughout all phases of your menstrual cycle? Mm -hmm. So the reason why I picked out what particular day you should, um, it would be good for you to know, and this isn't where you start, but this is like where you can get to, right? Knowing that that is day 22 of my cycle, I know I'm going to wrap up work when I get off this podcast with you. So by four o'clock, you know, I work for myself, I can do that. And I know I'm going to give myself some time to go out and get in nature, you know, just be with myself for a minute because PMS can actually be reframed and, you know, get rid of that acronym of PMS and change it to prioritizing myself, right? What can happen whilst we're going through the later phases of our cycle is that we f- try to focus our attention way too much on outward, on outward energy, right? We still try to be too much for everyone, still try and juggle all these things, spin all these plates, you know, give me this, give me this, give me this, don't know how to say no. When this phase of your cycle, we should be slowing down, right? And that is, that is so crucial for you to be able to experience all parts of your menstrual cycle in a way that is a beautiful experience and an expansive experience. So tracking your cycle can can look like something like this. So let's just say someone's listening right now and they've just noticed that they've started their period. So that is day one. When you see full flow blood in your knickers or in the toilet, that is day one of your cycle, not spotting, right? When you see red blood, that is day one. All you need to do is to write down maybe one word of how you feel on that day, right? Because if you continue to write that, so day one, I felt moody, 
right? Day two, I felt a bit more upbeat. Day three, I felt crampy. Day four, and so on and so forth, right? You do that for your entire cycle. Then when the cycle comes around again, you can look and say, I felt like this on day one, but I actually feel like this now. What have I done differently that's allowed me to not feel moody? Can I look back at my cycle and gather this data? Because it's just information. It's neither good or bad. It's just what it is. It's your own patterns. It's your own rhythms. So collecting your menstrual cycle data should be a fun experience. Because the more you collect, the more you'll be able to be like, right, so day 21, and this is me yesterday, right? Day 21, I don't do anything on that day. I give myself all the love, all the care, all the attention on day 21 of my cycle, because I know I'm gonna go into this latter phase of my cycle where I need a bit more like love, right? I need a bit more protection for my own energetic boundaries. So that's where you can find the power when you start tracking your cycle, just by writing down one word and looking at that over a period of two to three months or cycles. That is absolutely brilliant advice um it's not even advice though is it it's i can't believe (laughs) it drives me mad i just wish that i would would have known this even a few years ago pms or it's just it's awful it's like you get into your own head and i'm like a really positive like person and i love being on the go and looking back before all this i think I didn't actually stop and have any phases. I was just full throttle all month, apart from maybe after work on a Saturday at the end of the week, I'd just, all my mates would be like, Sarah, do you want to go out for drinks? And I'd be like, no. I just, <laughs> <laughs> so no wonder I wasn't getting having a period because yeah. it was just an overdrive all the time. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that's an important note to, to kind of bring back to your audience's attention that we have this inbuilt time designed for us to be able to find that balance. Your goal in life, whatever it is, should always be balance, right? We exist on a planet that is ran by dualities and polarities, you know, the sun, the moon, day, night, life, death, all of these things, outward, inward, right? And your menstrual cycle gives you the opportunity to find that exact balance in your life that allows you to feel like, yes, I can be all of the things in those first few phases of my cycle, but yes, I can also give myself these things um, during the second part of my cycle, that time to rest, that time to restore, that time to ground down, right? Instead of us being on all of the time. And I think that's where the conditioning has created so much disharmony and disruption because we think that we need to be on all the time that is unhealthy right because we're not supposed to be on all the time <laughs> we're not a lamp <laughs> yeah as well and I think it goes back to um I always think about animals and humans and how similar we are and mm-hmm. with our period the seasons and animals hibernate for yeah. you know autumn yeah that's what we need to be doing in our autumn phase we don't need to be 100 miles an hour and I say this to the kids as well you can't always finish a double pirouette just for example there's one move you can't because maybe you're just on your period and you're having a bit of a a, a, you know a hormonal emotional day or yeah I think we don't embrace our feelings 
enough as a society because there's so many societal pressures especially on women to be strong to be brave to be this to be that and yeah we can't be that all the time I certainly can't I think I used to think that that was the way forward before the pandemic I think I was just so I am Sarah I am strong yeah uh, you know we've we have all been there we've all been like this is what I am this is who I am I'm, I'm a goal-getter you know I'm very ambitious I'm driven I'm not saying any of these things and you know w- not what you are but there's a time and a place and there's a reason and there's a season for you know being the way that you need to be and you know for the kids that are listening to this it's like I just love how you just said you know you might not be able to finish that double pirouette. And I know I used to dance, right? So I, I understand that, you know, there's certain times where you might be like, well, I could do that last week. Like, why can't I do this right now? And I just want to let you know that whilst you're having your peer, whilst you're having your menstrual cycle experience, your brain is changing, right? Remember I said it, it affects your, your um, brain function. Your brain is changing up to 25% during the course of your menstrual cycle. And what that means is that it's affecting how you feel emotionally, spiritually, mentally, physically, and what's the other one? <laughs> Something else. <laughs> and, this is, and this is okay, right? I'm on day 22 of my cycle. What that means is like my instant connections to have like straight flowing and fluid communication isn't always on point. But last week, oh my God, it absolutely was. And I'm fine with that. I know I don't have to be the same person every single day because I'm not the same person every single day. I'm changing. And that should be something to, to you know, celebrate that you're able to change and evolve and grow and expand because that's what life's all about. That's what the human experience is all about. Yeah, every day can't be exactly the same. Um, for example, work's different every single day and especially with hormones. They're yeah. just so, every single day is different, isn't it? Yeah. And I do think we should definitely embrace and journaling as well. I've tried to get the children into journaling, children, students, <laughs> journaling as well. And just tapping that. that spiritual side of meditate for five minutes, just get in tune with how you're feeling mm. is I do think it's sort of, it's not going to set you right, but it's just going to give you that, that clarity just for five minutes. And then you do feel a little bit clearer of how you actually feel on that day. I love that. I love that you're encouraging them to do that because, you know, whether it's, you know, meditating or whether it's going for a walk in nature, whether it's, you know, dancing like no one's looking, this is what I do. (laughs) It's a spiritual experience. Your menstrual cycle is a spiritual um, practice as well because it allows you to tune into what is my truth right now in this moment. Not what everyone else is trying to get me to think or feel, what Instagram is showing me. What is my truth right now, right? And it allows you to be more self-accepting, be more self-compassionate, love on yourself more because the more you are able to love on yourself, no matter where you are in your cycle, day 28, day one, day 15, when you step into that self-authority of like, this is who I am and this this is my truth in this very moment, because of my ever-changing hormones and because I'm a cyclical being, you're you're activating something within someone else, right? Just by owning that. Yeah. And that is the ripple effect of, you know, that's the ripple effect of it all. You're shining a light and showing someone that they can be fully self-expressed too, no matter what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what we're all here to do. 
and to support each other and know that we are all, as women are going through this together. Yeah, community, a collective. Yeah, it is really hard. So what would you say to the listeners today about if they are suffering with the things that we've discussed, could you give a little bit of detail about what you provide? Yeah, absolutely. I think what's important for me to mention now is, you know, when I first started off in this journey, um, again, you know, wherever you are, no matter how old you are, there's going to be information that you sometimes consume. And I think it's very important to be to start being a bit more critical with what you're consuming, because we've been told over all of these years that, you know, feeling sad or feeling angry is a negative emotion. Mm-hmm. Right. What I'm starting to discover within my truth is that feeling sad or feeling angry is just energy. Right not dismissing those emotions. Those emotions are beautiful. Those emotions are actually, um, there's wisdom tied into those emotions, right? What's important is for us to not push those emotions down and say, I don't wanna feel sad. You know, that's not who I am. I don't wanna feel angry. That's not who I am, right? We are, again, I'm gonna come back to the human experience. We're here to experience it all. And what I've noticed is that the anger, the anger is sacred. The sadness is sacred because there's always an underlying message there. If you listen without pushing it away. Right. So allow yourself to feel everything. If you are feeling sad right now, feel it. Mm -hmm. Right. Be able to hold that space for yourself and know that it's safe for you to feel sad. No matter if someone's like, Oh, cheer up, you'll be fine. You know, just get on with it. No, ignore that and allow yourself to feel sad. Allow yourself to feel angry because the more that you're able to feel your emotions, the more you're able to connect to your sense of self. Right. So that's something that no one ever told me before. I was told, don't cry. Why are you sad? Why are you looking sad? Cheer up. Yeah. Oh, smile. (laughs) Oh my god, I haven't heard that for ages. You know, when you're walking down the street and like there's a group of guys that are just like smile and you're like, what am I smiling at you for? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, don't feel sad, don't cry. Oh, it will be all right. And it's like, no, like flip all of that around. It's like, how can I support myself in this moment right now? What do I need? What is my body telling me that I want? Right. So that's my little piece of advice there is to feel it all because it's all so powerful and it's all um it's all a way for you to be able to move through what you're experiencing instead of just getting over it Mm -hmm. right because the more we just get over things if you think about it and me and my friend was having this conversation the other day and she said to me you know the idea of getting over something when you imagine that picture in your head you are just imagining jump just imagine it's a war or something yeah you're jumping over that wall but when you look back that wall's still there right so you're just kind of just moving and getting over it mm-hmm. when you're able to move through something so move through the anger move through the sadness move through the you know self-criticism that you may have whatever it is you're you're kind of like breaking down barriers of yourself you're un you're unraveling parts of yourself right you're becoming a stronger more 
in tuned, more soulful version of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes to cycles, know that you are not alone with what you're experiencing. Let's talk about it. Let's have these conversations. Let's bring this into the lives of, you know, the men in our lives, right? Because what they don't actually realize, <laughs> let's just talk about the men for a moment. Cause I know you said that it's quite difficult to have these conversations because they're biased or they think that it's, you know, it's got that taboo or that stigma. If we're able to talk about it in a way that this is gonna help us to have a better relationship, right? By you knowing, you know, what, what phase of my cycle I'm in, I'm not gonna, t- I don't have to tell you everything, but not only are you gonna be able to have an easier relationship with that person by them knowing, you know, what you're experiencing and how they can use your energy to benefit them. Again, it just breaks down so many barriers, like let the cycle stop with you, right? Don't let this continue. Don't let this, this behavior keep on perpetuating because 5,000 years ago, the menstrual cycle was a sacred experience where women would go off into huts and they would bleed together and they would, you know, share this amazing time where they're able to activate, you know, certain powers they have within themselves. And guess what the men were doing? They were bringing food to the tents. They were allowing them their space. They knew how powerful they were when they were bleeding. Mm-hmm. It was celebrated right? back then. Now it's shunned. And it's funny that you said that. Um, about men, like my brother, he's the most intelligent person. He's very political. Um, but myself and his girlfriend were talking about periods. And I said, Daniel, you can't just sit there and not say anything. Um, if you have a daughter, you should be able to be knowledgeable enough not just about politics and about god knows what else you need to be in tune with your daughter and do you not want that to be closer to understand what she's going through yeah I would have loved that like I love my dad and we have a great relationship now but sometimes I see the dads at the dance school and they're quite nurturing to the kids and I'm like that's quite that's lovely to see you know it is evolving and dads are becoming Um, more in tune with the needs of young women but it needs to be pushed more I think I think it's just it comes back down to you know your brother and your dad came from a menstrual cycle experience Mm -hmm. (laughs) like the center of all creation right the center of all creation and it's like you know we're just scratching the surface here on how empowered you can be and with the the truth and the wisdom and you know the things that you can activate within yourself when you start aligning with your menstrual cycle but you're absolutely right I completely agree like you know if he has a daughter then oh my goodness what a beautiful experience it will be for both of them if he has a little bit of this knowledge and you know I always say like people are doing the best that they can with the resources that they have right so for now the resources that he has is just I don't understand this and that's okay yeah right he will get there eventually mm-hmm. I will force him <laughs> I was gonna say well the opposite of force is flow so just let it flow just let it unravel in its in its own time he'll get there oh well thank you so much Gianni Lee it's been oh. incredible and I think I've learned a lot as well from this conversation so thanks so much for taking so much of your time out of your out of your lovely day to speak to us 
course, absolutely. And if you know anyone wants to go any deeper on this, they want to learn a little bit more about their menstrual cycle and like the power that you can, you know, activate. I've got a free masterclass. So if you just follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you'll put this in the, the show notes, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> the show notes. <laughs> um, follow me on Instagram at statusflow.co and um, the link in my bio is just registered for the free masterclass. It's called The Power of Your Menstrual Cycle, Five Ways to Replace Pain with Creativity, productivity in a way that feels aligned and sustainable to you and peace so you can watch that for free and just soak up all the juicy knowledge amazing oh thank you so much for your time today for having me i loved it (laughs) i take care of yourself i really hope that you've enjoyed the episode today as much as i enjoyed learning even more about menstrual cycles channeling your inner goddess and living through your cycle to enhance your life. As always, please rate, subscribe and share the podcast. And as of next week, we will be adding sponsors. So our sponsors will be Squad Dancewear, Sage Dancewear, and we are also in talks with Elixir Flexibility. Have a fantastic week. I really hope this has helped so many women. Happy International Women's Day. And thank you so much for all the birthday love as well. I had the best birthday. Went for a walk with mum. My housemate put um, loads of banners up. Um, So I just want to thank Meg, my gorgeous cousin who I live with. And I just want to thank everyone for the cards, for the students' messages. I shared that on Instagram um, just because I just wanted to share all the love. Uh, I cried my eyes out when I watched it. I appreciate every single one of you. I'm so grateful. I'm just so lucky. Um, thanks to everyone in my life that is just so supportive. All my friends, all my amazing family. Shout out to my nan as well. What an amazing woman. She beat COVID. Um, she's absolutely the most strongest, inspiring woman. And I just think she's just the most amazing, unique hilarious person in my life and yeah there's so much negativity and so much scare scaremongering sorry around covid and she beat it she's 86 so proud that I'm her granddaughter and yeah I can't wait to hug you Nan have a fabulous week as always and catch you all next week I will also be sharing a little bite bite-sized bonus episode this week as I thought it would be fab as a little bit of positivity to add to your really positive week as we all start our transition back to normal life. Thanks so much for listening and bye. Thank you so much to all of our guests for coming on to the podcast and thank you for our sponsors Take a look in the show notes for all the sponsors' information, along with our guest information. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for listening. Please rate, subscribe, and have a fantastic week. Bye.